Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson, editor-in-chief of Mavs Moneyball, joined by Josh Bowe, who you all know is my fellow co-editor. Josh, how are you? I'm good. Um, but, you know, Monday game can kind of be weird with us in our in our in our lives you know right much less mavs Mavs. yeah (laughs) more than like real like getting back to work um the mavericks defeated the the thunder 121 and 114 in which was a game that that they led for a significant stretch but they never were really able to put the thunder away now we should all probably take that and be pretty happy with it just due to the fact that the last time the Mavericks played the Thunder, they're up 14 with four minutes left and then managed to lose. Uh, things got a little dicey for Dallas at moments in the fourth, but there just wasn't enough time left for Oklahoma City. I don't really know. Like The fourth quarter stuff always makes me a little bit concerned because it feels like the Mavericks were, were rather unprepared for like a high school press. But... I also think that you know, you get up by like 12, 13 points. There's just a an inclination to let down. The Mavericks really don't have enough ball handlers. That was one of the things that that kind of becomes evident in that. But we knew that. So it's it's kind of like, okay, they, they get away with a win, and here we go. Yeah, and this is a feisty Thunder team. Um, I mean, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is freaking awesome. And he is reaching that Luca tier of player where just him on the floor uh, means you're not like out of a game. And that kind of is the way it felt whenever he was on the floor and whenever he yeah. was off the floor, they look like the team that they've been the last, you know, four years or so. Um, I mean, he's really that good. And it was kind of a, a duel between, you know, it was like Luca is really that good and Shea's really that good, which, which team can have, enough teammates around those stars hit enough shots and the Mavericks decisively for once oh excuse me won that battle well the the secret tank that they have going right now is they might be just god-awful when Josh Giddy plays he played 31 minutes and was in negative 18 now I don't you know I wasn't watching this game close enough honestly I was watching my fantasy football matchups to think that he was like really awful but his sort of shooting limitations, even though he was, you know, two of two from three, like the way that they play a little bit different just because teams are, are not spacing when Giddy's on the floor. So between that and Lou Dort having just kind of a, a I don't want to say it's an off game because he's kind of not a great shooter, but he's, he he's kind of the special sauce that makes things go when they're able to defeat teams. Cause Dort, basically play you know wrestles the whole evening he's on the floor he he knocks the crap out of Luka Doncic like Luka was pretty grumpy with it all evening but you know he's also Luka's mentioned in the past how how Dort's probably one of the people who bothers him the most like he says it kind of with a a level of respect so um yeah I mean I'm really glad they got the win because these last two losses do the thing with me you know i'm not i'm not i'm absolutely guilty of this where it just sort of resets the narrative timeline and you know you have two great wins and then you have two really bad losses one loss because they made mistakes and missed free throws the other loss because they just don't have enough talent to let guys rest and so to to not get pick up another loss is just it it makes me happy yeah and they're about to, they're going to play the, the cleveland cavaliers twice this week and they are mm. 
like secretly one of the best teams in the NBA. I feel like Boston and Boston and Milwaukee are getting so much attention that Cleveland is just kind of sneaking right behind them. Uh, they have the best defense in the NBA, so that'll be a, a fun matchup. So yeah, they had to get they had to get this game. I mean, a really Cleveland. stupid like like just so we're here. Like I'm really I I need to understand why the hell this game's at 8 p.m. while in Dallas. Let's Why? Start, it started at seven thirty or whatever. No, no, the 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 Cleveland game. Oh yeah, is it on national TV? Yeah, no, it's not. I don't think I'm looking at it right now. No, it's not. It's just an eight p.m. start time. I guess Cubans thinking of Christmas. I don't shoot. I don't even know. Kids aren't <laughs> out of school till next week. There's just some funky. Um, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm just bitching because I have to get up early the next day. Um, yeah, just kind of a you know, Hardaway had a. Like he hit shots, took 14 threes, hit six of them. Luca was three of 10 from three, actually hit all, most of his free throws, which was nice. Rebounded the ball really well. Kind of a, a higher turnover game for the Mavericks. I mean, they only they had 14, which is more yeah, you know, for high for them, it's, but it's not really a complaint. It's much more of a, 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 a statement of, of this is what I'm noticing. Um, Bullock hit some threes off the bench. His probably his percentage wise, it might be his best three point shooting game of the season, three of four. Uh, Harp really went after him for not pulling the trigger on one late in the game, which was nice yeah. to hear because it's, it's, he does just need to keep shooting. Um, really weird Christian Wood game. I, I, I don't, I just don't have a lot because it's like, this was like, <laughs> who is going to be better, Luca or Shea Gillies Alexander? Now, Spencer Dinwoody nearly had a triple double, but mm-hmm. I'm confused. Like I, I think I would need to watch this game again to sort of understand how because I watched him make multiple awful lob passes. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm just not remembering the, the passes that led to, yeah. to to points. Yeah, he got ten assists because the Mavericks made twenty two three pointers. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of the that was kind of the game. I mean, they they got down in the first quarter and everyone was kind of like, Oh my God, here we go again. Cause they started 12. Oh, then they get outscored 28, uh, you know, whatever that, you know, under outscore them by five after that, uh, you know, win the quarter by five, they outscore them by more, sorry to win the quarter by five. Um, and you're and they missed, they're missing all the shots. Hardaway missed his first four threes. And you're just like, all right, here's, here's a game where they're just not going to make shots and they're going to lose. Uh, and then, and because that affects their defense and the Thunder were like walking in to open jump, open threes and transition and getting dunks because when the Mavericks uh, miss a shot, they just, they, I, I mean, we all see it. It's not a narrative thing. There's data. They are one of the best defenses in the NBA when they make a shot. And I know most NBA teams play better defense after they make a shot because they get to set their defense, but. With the Mavericks, they're literally the second best defense in the league after they make a basket. So, um, you know, they they really rely on their shot making to kind of juice the rest of their game. And that's just up and down the roster. Uh, we've kind of been talking about it for years. It's just kind of the way they are. I mean, even hell, Jason Kidd is kind of like lamented on it. Like he's said post game things where he's like, well, when we're not making shots. We don't really do like. We don't really do anything else. Like he, you, like even even he knows it's it's uh, it's just a thing with this team. Uh, and of course, you know they scored forty three points in the second quarter, got the same type of shots they were getting in the first quarter. They just made them, and then that was kind of the game. Like they just they controlled the game from there. They never really. I don't think the Thunder really got it. Uh, I don't think the Thunder led 
anymore after the Mavericks took the lead uh, for good in the second quarter. So I know it got hairy for a little bit, but that's kind of the story of the game. The Mavericks made their threes. They were they were twenty they were twenty two of fifty four from three forty percent. They were seventeen of thirty nine from two forty three percent. So it's a good thing they were making their their three pointers. They were awful um, from two. And I, and it was honestly worse uh, in the third quarter, but then Spencer and Luca kind of turned it on to close the game out. But the Mavs were seven of seventeen in the restricted area tonight. That's really that's really bad. That's really really bad. Forty one percent league average is sixty six. Um, they could they were just you know it, they were kind of doing. Remember that game? Um, which game was it? The Golden State game where they won, and we were just thankful they won, even though we felt like the bad habits were like still there. This kind of felt like that that same kind of win where they won, but the bad the bad things that we've been noticing this season still existed. They just made their shots uh, and were able to kind of cover up some of it, um, and they were able to win. So hopefully they can do the opposite because I think they followed that game up with a loss. So um, they'll need to uh, come back strong against Cleveland. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the story of the game. They made the threes, and the Thunder did not make threes. Oh, yeah. I think you get to the next game. You see if you can start to string something together. I don't know. The Josh Green of it all was kind of evident with elements of the game tonight just because he provides some interesting spark. Like, I just – watching yeah, Frank Nielakina play basketball makes me angry. Yeah, that was tough. He did not look good in his 18 minutes. Um, the bench as a whole didn't look too great. I think Bullock was really the only standout. Maxie played some pretty good defense. Uh, I think he was, I mean, if you look at his his plus minus is minus four, but I think he was kind of buoyed down by Nilakina and Wood, who didn't really have a great game either. I'm pretty disappointed in the Wood game because the Thunder don't start any big men. Like, and they don't play any big men. I mean, they play Pokashevsky and, and Jalen Williams as their starters. I mean, they, off the bench, they've got that uh, Robinson Earl. I mean, like, they played basically do like their entire big man rotation is like a bunch of Dorian Finney Smith's in terms of size. And like, that's the, what Wood should be good at like is punishing that mismatch. And he was, he just had a really bad game. Uh, I feel like this is the type of matchup that he should be able to dominate a little bit. Uh, and he wasn't able to, and that probably made things even harder with Josh green out. So they didn't get their typical, their boost off the bench. So um, I mean, this game was, you know, Luca, Dinwiddie, and Hardaway were kind of the, re- you know, they really, they really carried this team over the finish line, and they were, they all finished with twenty points or more. So, um, probably don't want Luca playing thirty-seven minutes in a game at home against the Thunder. Uh, but what are you going to do? You know, this team just kind of has to get wins where they can get them right now. Yeah, and that that's really the the best way to frame it because you know going ahead they have a pretty rough week. We're probably going to be pretty unhappy about elements of this, but it's like I don't know. Over the last couple of days, I've lost a lot of juice um, when it comes yeah. to, to talking about this team. You know that Milwaukee game I think broke you. Well, it was just very disappointing, and then we wake up again today to another like narrative forming nonsense pack where it's just like. Well, Mark Cuban told Brad Townsend that they missed some free throws and that's why they're losing games. And like my first thought is like not that like Cuban was wrong. It's just why is he talking? That's like my first thought. It's like wh- yeah, we know. We know they're bad at free throws. We know they'd be better if they 
if they shot, if they made free throws, like what are, why is this, you know, it's, I've learned over the years that like when Mark Cuban talks, it is news because Mark Cuban talks. So he did not say anything that wasn't factual, but it just became the, the weird echoing statement where it's like, well, of course, you know, if they just hit free throws, they'd be better. But you know, in the timeline that I live in, they haven't hit free throws and they're not better. So <laughs> I don't particularly care about what could be. I care about what is. And to lead the broadcast, and I credit to the broadcast for this, they showed that over the last, last six seasons, six seasons, the Dallas Mavericks are the worst clutch time shooting or free throw shooting team in the NBA. The worst. So they're they're throwing a bunch of stats that sort of like it's not just a this season problem (laughs) right it's not it's like at that point like like i I don't know and this is me being an asshole here but my first thought is honestly like whatever guy that came with the building that they still have doing free throw shooting coaching which you know they probably don't have one but it's like the way that cuban all like he doesn't let people go it's the same people that worked there for 40 years and it was like you know it, it takes certain things to push them out or they choose to leave on their own and I'm just like, what if they have like this same free throw shooting coach who is like, like, like Rip Torn in in dodgeball, who's just like to make a free throw, you gotta dip. Da. And I'm just like, that's just like the thing that goes through my head. I know that's not the case in this instance because sometimes you just have bad free throw shooters. Like the Mavericks have bad free throw shooters who shoot lots of volume, so that's gonna be the case. It's just that becoming a talking point, like, just kind of drives me crazy because you see this notion of well. It's not that they need better players. They just need to hit free throws. How about, and this is a wild, wild statement. How about they get both? How about they get better players and hit their free throws? And we don't waste a year of a transcendent talent. It's just, it's a wild concept. So, And they also have guys that don't shoot free throws ever. So you can't be surprised that when... Their first free throw attempt of the game is with uh, 18 seconds left. Yeah, and you're up by two. Um, that they're that they might miss them. Um, I mean, outside of Luca, only uh, the rest of the four other starters combined to shoot four total free throws. Uh, Hardaway had two, and Dinwiddie had two. You know, Dorian didn't shoot. Like these guys don't shoot free throws because they don't. You know, they don't dribble the ball and they don't get to the rim. So. They're never going to shoot free throws, so it's always going to be this thing where, when the game gets tight, it's it's tough because you know, you it's your first time at the free throw line. It's you know, it gets psychological, and then now we're going into like psychological aspects of it that I'm not qualified to talk about. But that's also sure. part of it, you know. Obviously, Luca being not great at free throws and taking so many of them is part of it. But the other part is these guys just never shoot free throws in a game. So when they do, it's like oh shit. Uh, so that kind of sucks. But but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know, know what else to say. I mean, the Mavericks had 16 offensive rebounds. That was something. Before. That was nice. Yeah. And, you you know, that's kind of like that thing where you look at the Thunders lineup and you're like, you know, they should beat them on the glass. You know, it's kind of nice when – Luca did a nice job with that. Like, Luca really mixed it up at times. I mean, he had three or – it says he only – it says he got all defensive rebounds, but I remember seeing his big old body in there doing stuff. Um, yeah, for Finney, sure. Finney Smith had five, which has long been a thing for him. Um, and five offensive rebounds and zero defensive rebounds. That's hilarious. That's amazing. God, now that you're looking, it's like, what is happening there? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. 
Uh, let's Salt, see what happens here. Just had to get him. Yeah. Well, I don't really got anything else to say. I'm gonna try to watch this this stupid Cardinals uh, Patriots game. It's just become like a it's it's wrecked. Like I, I it has wrecked my fantasy football seasons in like multiple leagues. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's been a bloodbath. I've heard. Yeah, my like six different injuries. I'm playing like a Patriots defense against a guy. Like it's this knife fight of a matchup, but it's like <laughs> he and I are both going to end with like 80 points, but he's going to end with 80 and a half because he has the Patriots defense. Uh-huh. Amazing. All right. Um, we'll be back Wednesday evening with that Cavs game, which should be, that should be like a very much a styles make fights game because they may not have seen a defense with this much length in the paint uh which is going to be interesting to see how 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 things go from there so all right kirk henderson and josh bow thanks for hanging out and we will talk to you guys a little later in the week